Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Chuck Bartok uh, here for the 435th episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. As I've mentioned over the last several weeks, uh, in the oh, in the last year, two years, uh, most of our callers have been people who are writers and publishing their books and, of course, trying to uh, blend that talent with the talent of business. Uh, and I want to mention that many times people, the creative mindset is sometimes lacking the business mindset. And so the whole idea, again, is to uh, apply some business techniques to the promotion of yourself and your book and hopefully uh, increased sales to the point that uh, you're enjoying a little income uh, weekly, monthly, however uh, however the various people that you may be selling through pay. Um, again, this is Chuck Bartok. Uh, we've been having this show for several years, obviously 435th episode. I did miss the last couple weeks, and I want to apologize for people listening today, tomorrow, in the future. There's probably a good chance that we may miss some weeks in the future. Uh, I'm going to try very hard to do it weekly, but there are certain circumstances in life as we get older that sometimes don't allow us to do that. (laughs) So uh, the goal here is to continue this show on a regular basis. And I'm going to try very hard to do that. Uh, those of you that are listening today, tomorrow, and uh, who knows when, uh, just remember that they are on Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time here on Talk Shoe, And um, that's how you get here. We're joined today by, uh, from Sweeney, Texas, Nancy Henderson, up in London, Ontario, Canada, Diane Stevenson, and Jay Cadmus is with us today. Jay did say that he will have to mute himself for a while, but um, when I send an invitation letter out to those who ask for the email each week, uh, I mentioned today's topic is going to be advertising. And we've talked about this many different ways, and uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about exposing ourselves, uh, which is a form of advertising. Uh, you have to be careful how you do that, Nancy. You just have to put some clothes on. You can't run downtown. And make it. <laughs> but, but, but anyway. Uh, Watch it or I'll, I'll turn my camera on. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we can watch it. We can watch the video of Nancy. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, there's discussion on social media. There's so many different opinions, and they're like belly buttons. Everybody has one, and after we're born, they're pretty much useless. But um, there's people who say I should be the book, and there's other people like myself who believe that what we're really promoting is ourselves and the product of our talent, which is the book. 
And that's why I personally favor Facebook pages and Twitter accounts in the name of the author. And it's also a reason that I favor and have found to be very productive to have the website in the name of the author instead of the book uh, or something, you know, uh, I, I had... Again, you know, people have a company, uh, Geneva Shore Publishing. Well, nobody really knows who Geneva Shore Publishing is. I don't see any reason to have a a website for Geneva Shore Publishing, uh, but that's the official name of the company that produces the books, receives the income, and so on. I mean, it's a corporation. But, um, you know, James Strauss is the author And Chuck Bartok has a website about his services. He's not an author, but he offers offers services. Nancy Henderson is the author, and all of the books that she's writing are really an extension of her. And I believe Jay the same way. And, of course, Diane, her writing is an extension of herself. So I believe we should promote ourselves now. Along with that, we need to put the name of our book out there, too. And you should always strive to attach, any way possible, um, your name with your book or your book with your name. And uh, I, I had an example of this. Now, again, remember, I'm not the author. But I always have, uh, Jim and I made some cards up with the cover of the first book, and the second book, and several other books. You know, cards are relatively cheap, nine, ten bucks. I'm not talking fancy-dancy cards. I guess you could make them yourselves, but I'm too lazy. And the card just has the cover of the book, and on the back, the website uh, that takes you. Now, what we did is we bought, remember the website is jamesstrauss.com, but I bought the domain 30 Days Book 1 and 30 Days Book 2. And those URLs are redirected to where someone can see the book, which is the buy page on the website. So, uh, again, well, the the point is we have these cards, and I always have a few in my shirt pocket. I I do wear shirts with pockets. and um, We, uh, our neighbors, a wonderful tribe next door, have a wonderful destination point called a casino, a golf course, and an equestrian center, and we've been known to frequent it occasionally. (laughs) Well, they're neighbors, what the hell. And uh, we've been friends for 40 years. But when I'm in there, and for instance, the other day, I was, uh, a gentleman had a Vietnam War hat on, and we were chatting, and I mentioned his hat. And I, you know, he briefly told me a little bit about himself. When I reached in my shirt pocket, I said, well, you may be interested in this. I don't know. I gave him the business card. And the only thing on it, again, is the cover of the book. And on the back, Jim's name and that very simple domain name, uh, uh, 30 Days Book One. You know, I, I, I know the domain name, but I can't say it exactly. And... That's a way of advertising for free, other than the fact that we had to buy the cards. Now, Nancy, you have recently uh, done some crazy things in uh, promoting yourself 
and I want to emphasize promoting yourself and your book. You shared an interesting story with me last week. Could you please share it with the, our callers and the audience today? And the story, let's say, would it be the one at the lumber yard? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, is that the one you want me to share? I do lots sure. of stories around here. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I had an opportunity. Uh, I, I was in the lumber yard uh, getting a light to replace the light in the garage, and uh, I needed a total fixture. So I had talked to a, a lady at the front, and she seemed really nervous and, and kind of uh, out of it. And uh, she didn't know what I needed. So the man, uh, one of the men from the back came in, and he showed me, of course. And when I got up there, there was another lady, and she was looking for a weed puller the old timey kind that has a long handle on it where you can stand up and actually mm -hmm. a little prong. right yeah and uh we finally found that and uh we were all talking she and and she the weed killer lady we'll call her um <laughs> decided well i can't i don't know her name anyway there's two ladies and one of them's a weed killer lady and one of them's the quiet lady okay anyway so um she said something about she didn't know why you know the sand had come up the river into onto their lot and it it was it's actually uh gulf coast sand down on the beaches and and it just smothers everything nothing can mm -hmm. go through it and it gets really hard can you hear me yes yeah you're fine okay cool. it's sand i'm cutting out here so uh anyway so she um uh, and she says, my husband died during Harvey. I don't know what I'm still doing here. I should be in Louisiana with my kids. And I was thinking about her the other day. Thank goodness you're not. Anyway, uh, but uh, anyway, the lady behind the counter uh, said something. And I thought she said uh, her husband died. She was talking about the weed killer lady. And she said her husband died during Harvey. And I said, yeah, I said, that's it. She said, no, my husband died during Harvey too. And I went, whoa, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, everybody's dying here. Anyway, and uh, then I realized, and she looked and she saw that I had my husband's ring behind my ring, which I've worn forever like that. And she says, oh, I do that too. Look, I have my husband's behind my, and I told her, I, uh, I said, yeah, I said, it'll get better, but, you know, it's, you'll have your ups and downs. And I said, it'll never go away, but it'll get better, you know. And she came out and she says, I need to give you a hug. And I said, well, I need to give you something, too. So I went out to my uh, uh, car and I got, I had the books in there. So I signed two of the books and I took them in and gave them to her and told her what it was about. And uh, uh, she says, oh, my gosh, she says. And I told her, I said, I, I said, I, I'm a forever widow. And she says, oh, my gosh, I know all kinds of widows. We get together all the time. I'm going to read these books. Are they going to make me cry? And I said, probably at times, but times you're going <laughs> to laugh. And uh, I said, uh, it's it's something that that I did. And, and I told her how I found the books, which is a long story. I won't get into mm. it right here. But um, anyhow, uh, she said, I'm going to share. I gave her some extra cards. She said, I'm going to share it with all the widows. And mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, you know, I walked into widow heaven right that day. <laughs> I, I, <you> know. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But, so in other words, your example 
what you've related so well is that you were not afraid to engage, which is what everybody says they want to do on social media, but you engaged with real people face to face. And you found a common bond very similar to the gentleman that had the Vietnam hat on. Now, I, I don't think that you would walk up to a person and just start blathering that story you know what i mean but you waited you listened that's the other thing we never talk about the ability to listen effectively the ability to listen to people around you it's it's not off the topic but the other day shirley and i were at a local restaurant she overheard a couple across the way talk they happened to be um, survivors of the campfire you know we've displaced what close to 30,000 people have lost their homes and, and livelihoods and she overheard them talking and she kind of went over when she came you know, she went somewhere and came back and she just said oh I if you don't mind I overheard you talking about and it turns out that they have common friends and you know so she engaged people Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we weren't there to. Say, I mean, you know, Shirley doesn't have a book to sell. But <laughs> one thing that's funny, you know, Shirley paints rocks, right? Well, then this Batinsky got involved in the conversation, and and they were asking what you know what's. I says, well, here's what my wife does all the time, and I whipped out my phone and showed them a picture of a rock. Okay. <laughs> but but in other words, this engaging public in person today. I believe is almost more impactful than um, uh, some of the things that we may do uh, online, because you. The thing that cracks me up about Nancy's share is that this lady says I got a whole bunch of other people who might be interested, and even though it's not going to be in the millions, this thing could go viral pretty quick. Because those people may have social media friends and discuss Nancy's books on social media, and she wouldn't even know it. You see what I mean? I mean, she wouldn't know that conversation. So um, we're talking about advertising today, and advertising ourselves uh, with people is 100% acceptable. Now, I, I see that uh, Lou McIntyre and, and probably Karen also are with us today. And didn't the two of you just do something publicly? Uh, yeah, we were at the Historical Novel Society, and I did a presentation there on Roman maritime trade in the uh, Indian Ocean, which was a good warm-up for uh, uh, my book. Uh, I think that's what you have in mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than, you know, buying an ad. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what I'm trying to, to talk about, the different advertising uh, uh, yeah. venues that we have. So, so you, were at, you were at a convention of other writers, is that correct? That's correct. But it don't, can't we assume that other writers of your genre like to read the writings of others? <laughs> That's, that's the assumption, and I, I managed to uh, present a topic, a presentation on something that's related to my book, but not about my book. Right, right. Uh, so instead of staying up there for 40 minutes, what a wonderful book I've got, I just talked about uh, uh, how much trade there was in the Indian Ocean, what kind of ships they used, how they might have navigated 
um, uh, what the scope of the trade was, which was practically modern in scope, right. and a lot of very unusual things, uh, and uh, a lot of, and things that most people have never heard of. Mm-hmm. We also did the open night uh, mic night um, last week. Oh, really? Tell uh, us yeah, about that, did. Karen. Yeah, we did. I read a chapter from my book at a local. Uh, Arts fast uh, here in La Plata. Uh, uh-huh. It was it was put on by one of the churches in conjunction with one of the music stores, and they had uh, several musicians. There were actually five or six of us from the um, Maryland Writers Association chapter that were there, and hmm. uh-huh. um, Everybody but me read something. I I was like, I'll be I'll be a part, I'll be a listener today. But next <laughs> next month I'm going to do it. You're going to do it next month, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now now you mentioned two. Thank you very much for sharing that, Karen. You mentioned two activities. One was the local reading, and the other was the writer convention. Now uh, you know you can say it if you don't. Both of these things cost time and energy. And some probably some capital. I'm sure the convention was not free. Uh, no. Okay, but this book reading or the reading might not have been too costly. Is that true? Oh, that was free. Okay. Now That's summing cool, up too. these summing up these two activities, what do you feel the rate of return of the return of on investment was of those two activities? I would say the Historical Novel Society will take me about 20 years to recoup what we put into that one. Okay, very. thank you for being honest. Thank you for, <laughs> that long, maybe five. But that was uh, very expensive. Okay, uh, but, but there's another... It gives me visibility and a little bit of credibility mm-hmm. uh, by saying that, yes, I have presented this to uh, people who know what they're talking about. But but there is another interesting thing about going to that convention that we can't discount. Hopefully you and Karen enjoyed some time in a new location, vacation time, quote, whatever you want to call it, relaxation time. And because you're in business, the expenses attributed to that trip are tax deductible. That's correct. And and so this is the advantage of being an author, judiciously spending money that hopefully you have. You know, God, you wouldn't want to borrow money to go do this. But this is a way that the business mindset kicks in. And number one, you've helped, as you say, your credibility in the genre. I mean, your name is becoming more recognized, okay, or will becoming more recognized. And... Hopefully the two of you enjoyed some time together and with other people, maybe saw something new and, you know, just enjoyed a little vacation. And you had the advantage of doing that with some positive economic benefit in the fact that about 90% of everything you spent is truly deductible without question. And uh, so there's, there's a perk. However, we have to be cautious because after about five or six years of filing tax returns with a Schedule C as an author, and you don't seem to be quite cutting the muster, the IRS may or may not 
want to look deeper into this venture. There's an awful lot of misinformation, especially on social media, about the tax deductibility and the you know being an author and and using these things. And I've always said that number one, uh, the small percentage of people who get audited is in small, infinitesimally small. And the venue that we're talking about and the amounts of money that we on this call are probably talking about, the odds of you being audited are nil, not to say you can't be, but if you do it correctly, see the IRS, there's no rule that says a business has to make money. Contrary to public opinion, there's no rule that says you have to make money. What the rule says is you have to apply sufficient energy and one court case that I remember very well where a woman was questioned about her deductions, happened to be an author, and uh, she went to court, and the court ruled in her favor because the, the, she was asked point blank, how much time do you spend pursuing this business venture? She says about two to three hours a week. And the judge says, well, as far as I'm concerned, that's... Uh, uh, a, a, a monumental effort to, to make this business successful, and so he judged in favor of the uh, of not the IRS. He judged in in favor of the woman. So again, I'm not trying to create big stirs out there, but we as modest people can use our business. The fact that you are selling books, you are an author, you're published. Uh, maybe there are certain things that you can do to make life a little easier and pay less tax. Nancy, were you going to have something to say there? No, Your but it was up. My face keeps lighting up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, well, uh, in any business, uh, uh, I'm the florist, and, and they're surprised when a business does make money the first five years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's they right. really are. Uh that the yeah, they get, they get suspect about that sometimes, don't they? Right, but really, no. I mean, uh, my uh, my person that I had that was over the um, um, florist, he he was surprised we made money the first year. He said most of the time a business does not and doesn't for five years, but with the book, yeah, your cost is right up front with your publishing and different kinds of things and, and the price of the books, what you make determine, you know, in, I, I'm surprised she didn't tell him she put in two or three hours a day. That's what normally an author yeah. does. Right. <laughs> Well, with social media today, but see, you can't charge oh, yeah. that time. That you know, but but your your Facebook ads are tax deductible. I I think uh, J, uh, who was it? Uh, J did J or or J L? Somebody tried to get in here. Was it you, J, or was it Jerry? It wasn't me, but I'll take it. Okay, go ahead. Come on in. <laughs> uh, using using your uh, uh, thought, last year I did. Uh, what I considered called the, the radical book tour. Okay. And I left, I left Houston and went west to uh, Deming, uh, Las Vegas, came back through California, back up to the East Coast, mm. down the East Coast, and then came back through Florida and came across back to Houston. And, and what I did was I, I used that 
uh, as a, uh, a portion of that as a tax deduction, mm-hmm. which which uh, more than covered uh, any tax amount that I might be charged mm-hmm. uh, on, on my retirement income. So it, right. it's uh, it was a sort of a sort of a wash that way. But uh, that's just my uh, uh, right. my two cents towards your uh, conversation. Well, I appreciate that. And, and the one thing before Jay pops in, I, I want to caution everybody listening today, tomorrow, and, you know, I'm not a tax attorney, okay? Uh, in, let's say I've been filing taxes since 1960, 1959 or 1960. I've never been audited. Uh, I've had some discrepancies uh, with the IRS discrepancies, but we never got audited, you know. But one thing that is important, again, the business mindset kicking in, and today we have said, today with all these phone apps and everything else, in the old days, remember the old notebook that we carried in the glove compartment? And when you went to town to do something business-wise, you wrote that mileage down, but when you, you know, you had to write mileage, well, today with recorders and telephones and everything else, it is so easy to honestly record uh, your activity that are tax deductible. And, you know, all of your meals on the road are not tax deductible. But that diary, and diaries are so easy to keep today with all of our devices. Um, On that trip, if you just stopped at a bookstore in Deming and walked in and introduced yourself and asked the manager if they would mind handling your books, that justifies... That's an advertising direction that justifies the cost of getting there. Okay. And, the and secret, that's though, go ahead. The secret though is the secret though is in the documentation. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And right. you said it and much, the, much better. It's, it's in the documentation of what you did and how you say you did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, because see, people say, well, I can't prove that I talked to the person in Demi. Okay, that's true. You can't prove that. However, if, if you have their name, you know, it's a, maybe they're fired or passed away. But the big thing is they'll see a pattern of you doing this. You know, it's not like one time. And that well, documentation... There's another thing uh, on, the, on these uh, things, too. If you're going to deduct a serious amount of money, and Karen and I did last year, uh, it is a good idea to set yourself up as an LLC because mm-hmm. that gives you a lot more credibility with the uh, IRS mm-hmm. uh, as a bona fide business because you're also paying state taxes on that. Right. Although those are excellent suggestions, excellent suggestions. And uh, and remember, since we're obligated to pay I, the 15.35 on FICA as self-employed people, even if we're collecting Social Security, um, you want to uh, be sure that your numbers are okay. And, and remember uh, to budget for that. And that 15.3% is on the should your expenses be somewhat less than your income, you're going to pay. You may not pay any income tax, 
because of personal deductions and so on. But you surely will pay FICA tax on the difference between your expenses and income if there's a positive number there. So always be sure to keep that in mind when you're putting money in the cookie jar for liabilities. And yeah, it's really fun, you know, to be collecting a Social Security check and then send them a check on 15.35% <laughs> of your income because that business, that Schedule C income is FICA uh, eligible, <laughs> let's say, FICA eligible. So, but anyway, we we're talking about advertising. All of this is a form of advertising. We heard about the trips and the conventions that Karen and Lou went to. Uh, I just love Jerry's uh, long trip on the road. Gosh, that, that, that would be delightful. Um, and th there's something for, you know, anybody to consider. Um, it's another way to go visit those uh, damn kids that live, you know, thousand miles away. <laughs> uh, talk to, uh, uh, develop a relationship with a bookstore or some place that could be a benefit to you in their town so that when you go visit the kids, you also go visit Mary Smith's bookstore. Uh, and you can make those arrangements before you even go on the trip uh, through social media and uh, just get on the phone and call them or whatever, or ask the kids who is in, in, your, in their town, uh, who would be an amenable person. So, uh, Lou, did you, you're, you're flashing, so I assume you're, you're holding off to so say something and I'll shut up. Did you direct it to me? Well, I, you're you're up on the screen flashing, so that when people, you know, I don't know, I don't know how this works, but you're on top. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, um, yeah, uh, and that was news to me for FICA. Uh, although the income that we claim is is rather has been rather small. Yes, uh, but we'll have to be aware of uh, doing that. And, and, and again, the, now, this is interesting because if you file a Schedule C, and, and you know how you carry the Schedule C, it's either losing money yeah. or making money. But let's assume you ended up with $900 profit last year, which is, you know, kind of a typical number. Um, you, you truly owe 15.35% uh, of that, or 15.3%, yeah, uh, because you're paying both the employer and the employee rate. And remember that even though we are, some of us may be collecting social security benefits, and of course Diane's in a different situation, uh, we still owe social security. And if you make too much money, and this happened to me three times, I actually had to pay income tax on my social security benefit. Right. Which is, yeah, which is, we do. Yeah, isn't that amazing how you've, you've paid your money We've and your employee. Yeah, either you and your employee, or in my case, mostly all myself, uh, and then <laughs> you're going to pay income tax back on the money that they're sending you. It's just kind of a ridiculous thing. But uh, anyway, that's... Um, let's see. Okay, Jerry, you're back. I see you unmuted yourself, or... Yeah, I, I've got some noise going on in the background, so I keep okay. shutting that down. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I'd be late. My alarm didn't go off. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We're just yeah. glad you're here. We're glad you're uh, here. Happy, happy birthday to Diane. 
Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Gosh, why didn't I remember that in the beginning, Diane? I, I wasn't going to let us get off of here without it. <laughs> okay, thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Well, I, thank I you didn't know if y'all had wished her one or not. But yeah, yeah. Um, what what you're what you're saying there is, is so true, Chuck. On on all the documentation and everything for the taxes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not having to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes on disability uh, yeah. unless you make some some serious side money and right. there's a I'm a long way from doing that yet but yeah. I still I document everything and, well, let uh, me let me ask you this Jerry because this is another topic of conversation that I you know I stick my nose in a lot of different things but I have heard people say you know I, I really don't want to make money because it'll affect my my disability benefit and i'm just curious if you're one of those people that if suddenly your income shot up to fifty sixty thousand dollars from the sales of your book would you be upset about losing your disability not, benefit not not for a minute fourteen hundred dollars a month doesn't go very far I, no I, I, I would love, i would love to play around with 50k um yeah it's um and anybody that says that they want to stay on the disability instead of uh, making some real money, they're out of their minds. Mm. Uh, now, what is aggravating is if I make just a little bit of money, right. it starts cutting into it. And that's, that's where right. it really hurts. You, yeah. You've either got to stay where you are or you've got to make a bunch. So I unsuccessfully lobbied for, for that concept. Yeah, uh, regarding regarding in our state, not not federal disability, you know, not social security disability. But mm -hmm. the thing that bothered me, everybody complains about quote welfare, but the thing that bothered me is I got to know a lot of people when I moved to this rural community, who were ambitious and had pride and wanted to improve, right. and this is was especially true with with mothers, single mothers. Okay. And it was to their disadvantage to actually try to improve their lives. So I, you know, I lobbied like hell and got a group of other people. My sister, who's passed away now, she was a real fighter for this. That okay, why don't we have a structured program? In other words, don't see because right now they shut you off completely. Mm -hmm. Well, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, okay, let's say you picked up another $200 a week. We're going to reduce your benefit by this. We're going to look at it in six months and so and do it incrementally. Because it turned That's, out, it turned out that many of these young ladies were actually better off not doing it, mm -hmm. not, not, not trying to improve themselves. And it's I mean, not I, accidental I that way. Yeah. That, that's and, not and, accidental at all. No, yeah, that's right. how you keep vote. That's how you keep people enslaved. It's yeah. a, it's an insidious. Ronald, yeah, Ronald Reagan tried to do that. Yeah, and it I got remember. shot down. Um, yep. Well, that's the so, time I was lobbying. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> who who popped but, in here, hey, Diane? No, it was me. <laughs> oh. Okay. You were spot on 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 uh, writing off long trips. I it, it's crazy that I can drive to South Carolina, 750 miles, and mm -hmm. I can I can talk to one bookstore owner, and I can yep. write off 1,500 miles of driving and and That's some right. other expenses along the way. Um, That's right. And uh, it's legitimate. And yes, you know, I don't do it just to try and 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 write off the trip. I I don't really have to right now. 
but I've got a couple of new ones getting ready to come out and, yep. uh, you know, so, you know, maybe something will happen. Right. Well, you know, you, you, you brought me back to one of the things in advertising is a business expense. And then right. I did start off the show talking about a business mindset. Another thing that will help authors as it helps any other business, Nancy's experience as a florist and several of the other people, a simple business plan written on a piece of paper. I'm not talking a 20-page volume. I'm not talking about a presentation for a bank loan. I'm talking about a legitimate business plan, what you expect the business to do, and if you included a cost projection over a year and actually compare that to the realities. If you ever get audited and walk into an office and say, here's my business plan, in most cases, that's the end of the conversation. Uh A written business plan. And the beautiful thing is if it is written and you continue along, now business plans, by the way, are written to be modified. <laughs> I mean, they're not fixed in stone. And, it, you know, so you have this binder and you have this, this inserts in things that you've changed, change direction, change the name, do whatever. And, and I'll tell you, they know that if they're questioning deductions and a person comes in that well organized – they pretty much they because they don't really want to talk to you. They really don't. Those poor agents, they got enough on their mind. They want to go home to their wives and kids. And ninety nine percent of them are super people. So again, I've I've tried to encourage through my Best Business Mindset Alliance. I do have a, a bestbusinessmindset dot com website, and I'm trying to blend everything over to Chuck Bartok. But I've worked hard with people to make sure that these things are in place to, to you know, and it's, it's kind of, uh, it, I, I think it's a no-brainer, but it isn't for some people because they're re, they resist it. it. You know, they're uh, afraid. Chuck, they're I, af- I, I, we had a recent experience with being audited. Okay. And my expert business manager, Karen, there, yeah. uh, that several years ago, uh, we were doing a consulting business for the Army, which was after my day job. Mm-hmm. And it was done entirely at the house, so we had the, the home office. The home office, uh, right. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff. And we were making a respectable amount of money, and I was able to make sure that I never uh, deducted more than I made. Right. Um, and we got an audit letter. Yeah. And let me tell you, Karen put together <laughs> a package, and on the top of each stack was a, an index by subject, then an index by receipt, and then receipts. And mm-hmm. that thing literally was about six or eight inches high. Mm-hmm. It actually cost us a lot of money to send that out, and we had... Uh, uh, audit protection from uh, 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 TurboTax. Yeah, so protect. that also helped. We never had to talk to the IRS. Right. And uh, uh, from the time we got the letter saying we question these deductions till mm. we got a clean bill of health was three months. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I just, I sent them every possible piece of paper that... <laughs> had anything to do with what they questioned. Right. And not only did I send them that, I also 
indexed it with tables of contents for each <laughs> section. <laughs> I basically figured if they really want to wade through all this stuff, more power to them. And, and Karen, I, I shouldn't say this publicly, but honestly, they did not want to wade through it. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, would you want to if you were at that job? Nope. You, you nope. Know, nope. Well, uh, you know, this has been very enlightening. We were talking about advertising, and I'd like to kind of wrap it up in the direction. We, we've really brought up a subject that is rarely spoken about, and I'm definitely putting this session, hopefully if it's recorded. Is it recorded? Yes, Chuck, you're our recording. Um, Remember the day I forgot to push the button. Uh, this is a, a part of being an author that is very seldom ever discussed on social media or anywhere else. And the, the suggestion of the LLC is wonderful. Uh, I personally have not used a tax preparer for God, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. I, I've had wonderful CPAs on staff, you know, over the years. But And I, I've divested myself personally of any corporate ownership, so I am a sole proprietor. I'm not an LLC. And there's reasons for that, but, you know, I believe that the suggestion of being an LLC is very sound, and it's not that expensive to do. I don't know what it's like in Canada, Diane, but uh, I'm sure you have, yeah, you have something like that also. But advertising is uh, something that we can do in many places. Now, I do want to wrap it up. Um, I spent a lot, <laughs> too much time on the phone with Facebook today. Um, uh, you've heard me encourage you to boost, occasionally boost a post on your page, especially when you've put something new on your website. In this case, we obviously put a new chapter up of the Vietnam saga, and I wanted to boost that to the 15, you know, to Facebook, and then make sure that our 80% of our 15,000 fans saw it. Uh, the boost is for strange people, of which we brought in a lot. And Facebook, it was uh, f for the last 30 hours, it's in review. So I got a little upset. In other words, it wasn't published. You know, the ad was not published, the boost. We had about, uh, uh, we, it reached about 4,000 people organically by that time, but nobody, no new people. And, uh, but we did shoot up to 8,000 pages read on the website yesterday, which I think came from Twitter and Facebook regular people. But Facebook is telling me that, well, we're so inundated and we have to be so careful of whose ads we uh, allow to be put out to public so we don't hurt anybody's feelings. You know, and, and maybe they didn't like the word Antos tank. I don't know. The point is, it was amazing to Jim and I that within about 15 minutes after I was off the telephone for a good half hour, because uh, they called me, I told them they, I needed a phone call, and uh, the ads were approved. <laughs> but I, I bring Fine. this up. I, I bring this up because Facebook should not be our only place. We talked about walking into the lumberyard. We have Facebook. And I personally have occasionally paid for a Twitter ad, and I was surprised at the ROI, return on investment. 
I'm not a fan of Twitter. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. Um, the other form of advertising that a lot of people tout, of course, is Google AdWords, which I'm sorry, I must not have the skill. I have never seen any for what we do. Okay, you know, maybe if you're selling automobiles or something, but for the businesses that we're in, I have not seen Google AdWords ever have much of a return. But what nobody is talking about today is, does your local newspaper know that you're in business? Does your local chamber of commerce know that you are a local author published? Those are all forms of advertising also. We talked about business cards and bookmarks in the past. And I'm sure that everybody on this call has business cards that are very simple and direct people to where you want them directed. And uh, an advertising budget for an author does not have to be huge. I'm going to leave you with another one. I don't know. Is anybody, well, I'll ask the question, is everybody here or no one here using Amazon marketing services? Yes. I'm not. I'm not. So, okay, Jay is not. Lou I am not. And Karen are. How about Jerry? Are you using Amazon no, no. marketing? Okay. Uh, no, I am not. Nancy, have you used Amazon marketing services? I think I think we tried it one time, Chuck, just yeah. the first yeah. book, but that was it. Yeah. Okay. I, and Diane, I don't think you have, have you? No. Okay. The I I studied our return on investment at Amazon marketing services is respectful compared to other methods of advertising. But it does take a little bit of time to realize how to put the few sentences together. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I'm going to pull this up real quick because I, I, I think I only have one ad running. And of course, these ads are directing people to your e-books and your published books on Amazon. Okay? That's the only place. In other words, your book shows up when somebody searches for somebody else. But if the keywords of your book match the keyword search that the looker is looking for, your book will pop up on the page of, uh, let's say it was Lou's book they were looking for. But here's, here's an interesting synopsis for what it's worth. We have spent $756 in the last year, 12 months. We have sold $2,763 worth of books, of which we're only paid 70%, right? That's, that's sale total, not what we get. So we've received approximately, what, 70% uh, of, uh, we received about $1,600. Against a $750 cost, that's not too bad in my mind, in budgeting. But here's the weird thing, guys. There's no rhyme or reason of how these work. For instance, on the first book, 30 Days, I had an ad that it, it, uh, it's still delivering till Jan I, I, it's stopping July. We've spent $110. And we've had 34 orders for a total of $384 in how, how do you know how many sales you get on AMS? Because I'm on a link per click, 
and they bill me monthly for about nine to twenty dollars. I think, okay. which is uh, twenty. Well, I'm 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 in the I'm in the back you, page now. How do, you, okay. how do you track your sales? Okay, I'm I'm hey, looking. No, I'm I'm looking at the AMS dashboard right now, everybody, for us, and it there's a column that says orders. Okay. Okay, let me get that up. And orders is the number of Amazon orders shoppers submitted after clicking on our ad. You understand? This is people can click on your ad, but that doesn't mean a sale, does it? But there, there is a column, there is a column in AMS called orders. We got a back. Who's whose background noise is there? Is that? that that's probably me. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry, I forgot. Let me get okay. back over there and get that shut up. Okay. Uh, Lou, Lou, did you pull up your account? Uh, I'm I'm working on it. Okay. I've been doing a free online course about AMS, but uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Even doing a simple course, it makes no sense to me. So, Well, it, I'll tell you what. I, I, I took the same free course, and I agree with you 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. But <laughs> yeah. But, but he, here's, here's basically, while Lou's looking for his, what I've done is I have created very simple. I, the key words... That you can have up to a thousand keywords relevant to each ad. I mean, I think that's ridiculous, but you know, you can, okay? And I'm going to look at this one that's delivering. I'm going to see what it says. But there is a column, Lou, that says orders, not sales, but orders. And let's see what I have. Uh, save as a draft key. I, I I always go for keyword targeting, and I only added. Now, oh, here's the other interesting thing, Diane. Uh, th this happens to be one of the Vietnam books. Okay, here's the keywords that I've added: Marines, Huey helicopter, Vietnam veterans, U.S. Marine Corps, Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam epic tragedy, Antos tank, A1 Sky Raiders, North Vietnamese Army, Ashaw Valley, leeches, jungle warfare, Ashaw Valley again, spelled differently, and Vietnam War. Now, each of these words, AMS tells us what the suggested bid is for that word. For instance, Marines, they suggest you putting a 75 cent cost on it. Okay? But they have a range of sixty-one cents to a dollar and a half. So if they're suggesting seventy-six, I, I mean seventy-five, I might type in that I'm willing to bid seventy-six cents. Do you see what I mean? I, I, I just go a little bit higher than what their suggested average is. I never go to the high end. So, uh, and and you know here's. What does it say? And that's the one that I gave you the results of that. You, you know, you heard me. Okay, and here, here, here's all I said. A second lieutenant, only days from training back in the States, is ordered under fire to assume command of a company in the Ashaw Valley. That's the text of the book. And, and that is both showing 
ebooks and printed books. Okay? So, save as a draft, and I'm going back. Lou, did you find your page? Uh, my password is uh, out of date. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what, all that I'm doing for anybody that's interested is I went to advertising campaigns in my AMS account, and the top gives you a, 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 a total of, the, you know, we've spent $756 <clears throat> over, I think that's over a year. That's about 18 months. We've sold $2,700 worth of books and eBooks uh, from a million three hundred impressions. Okay, that's impressions, not clicks. So 70% of the $2,700 is $1,800. So our spend of $750 has brought in $1,800. Uh, but the, the ridiculous thing is I have ads exactly alike. Here's one. I spent $12.23 but only sold $13. I sold two books. I spent 12.23 but I only sold two books and they generated in sales 13.98 which 70% of that is 9 bucks. So I lost $3 on that, right? But here's one I spent 27 and sold 90 which times 70, so I tripled my money there. But here's another one I spent $98, and I only sold $100 worth of books. <laughs> so it, it, it catches, catch, can. And that's why I duplicate some of these ads, and then I modify the keywords. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope I haven't left everybody in the hanging out there. But um, it's a it's it's a game. I I didn't. I took the course yeah. and I got I, I got bored and, and uh, you know. But but like Jim says, okay, um, you know, if I could spend seven hundred and fifty dollars all day and get back sixteen hundred, I'd do it every day of the week, right? But maybe the reason this isn't exciting, folks, is that this is over a long period of time. Right. Well, now, there I, are, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think everything that we do as as writers or as creatives has to be over a long period of time. You can't yeah. you can't you can't judge anything by by a three day uh, by a three day window. <laughs> right, right. I'm glad you said that, Jay, because I'm going to close the show with this thought on Facebook advertising, which I feel we have been using effectively. You are much better off using a smaller amount of money for a shorter period of time and analyze the five-day ad, 25 bucks, that's five bucks a day or whatever, $4 a day. Analyze the results of that and then add money to it but maybe alter the market. You see what I mean? Instead of saying, I'm going to spend 50 bucks for two weeks. Now, they encourage you because Facebook will tell you right as you create the ad, uh, you, you should put their default is like a 12 day span. You see what I mean? And it does you no good to spend $20 over 12 days. Trust me. You're better off spending $5 or $7.50 over three days. Take a look at it. If there's no response, then you got to start over again. Bye. 
your audience, you know, d- d- finding, you know, demographics of the audience. You've had some experience in that, haven't you, Nancy, by changing things around a little bit? Right, and and they they're changing things around a lot too oh, yeah. on the, how they. I mean, you you'll have an ad going, you just got it approved, and then they send an email saying this this post is doing exceptionally well. Do would you like to boost it? And I'm going, I think it's already boosted. Don't you guys think? No, that? they want you. No, you, you, they Nancy, want you to come back in and add more money to it. Th- that's they're, exactly true. It's that's a business. Exactly true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're making money. Well, that's what they're there for. Mm -hmm. Right. So, anyway, I I think we covered some great topics today. I really appreciate the examples that everybody kicked in with. Uh, The the McIntyres, of course, on their vacation, we talked about the business mindset. The, uh, uh, you know, that's basically, somebody said, what do you do? In fact, they asked me that yesterday. I said, well, not much. But I, I think what I've been doing the last couple of years, unbeknownst to me, is I am trying to help people who happen to be in the business of authoring, <laughs> um, more so than my f- previous clients in the you know service businesses, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, horse trainers, uh, and manufacturing people, and food service. Those are the businesses that I'm most involved in. But I've focused mostly to authors lately because I actually found that, and I'm, this is not a damning statement, most authors just can't or don't have that business mindset. Now, Nancy was in business, so she does feel that way. And I, I think Karen and Lou have some experience. You know, everybody here on this call has some business experience. But boy, when you start talking to some people on Facebook, you find out that they have a hard time spelling the word business. And I, I'm not trying to be mean, but, well, I just wrote a book and nobody's buying it, so all this stuff is crap, you know. Well, that's, that's not true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's start off with pearls of wisdom and we'll wrap it up. It's 429. Uh, Jerry, what do you have to close with today? Uh, not a whole lot. I've got uh, a couple things going. My middle grade novel has gone to... Uh, be edited and uh, should come out shortly. I hope. I haven't awesome. I have an agent interested in repping it. Wonderful. And uh, Donna Set Donna Sutherland is doing an awesome job illustrating my uh, children's book. You hooked uh, up with Donna. I I hooked up with her after I met her on here a couple of weeks oh. ago, and and she is just doing a fabulous job. Oh. And. Uh, I, I'm excited about that one. Well, I am so glad the so, two of you got together because she is one talented lady. Oh, she is that. Uh, yeah. Just very much. Yeah. You know, I, well, congratulations. Uh, and I hope so, you're going to keep us posted. Uh, you know, be sure that you personally talk to us on Facebook on the progress so we can jump on board and help you promote this when, when we get close to the end, you know. Okay. So, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, Jay, what's, what's I, happening I, on you? And what do you have to close with today? Well, I just got another review for uh, for my book, and I'm talking to uh, my friends uh, on the impending and my impending move, where I'm uh, going out to Las Vegas for a while. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I'm gonna gonna go out there and t- tie up with a few folks and see if we can't uh, 
do something in the uh, uh, in the film in the film business. Great, great. Well, you know, you you won't be that far. We do drive to Vegas occasionally. <laughs> it takes us a long time, but we do drive it. So that's mm -hmm. great. So so I, are you thinking of going back into production or or what regarding the films? Well, we're 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 dis we're discussing uh, uh, making script development off of the book. Okay. And. Um, of course, uh, scripts never follow the book all the way. No. So it, it's a long, it's going to be a long-term process, and I'm looking right. forward to it. It's about a, uh, I've set aside 16 months. Uh, That's about and, right. Uh, and uh, we're going to see what happens. And, you know, if it, if it, if it happens well, if it, if it doesn't, uh, then we'll find something else to, you know, <laughs> Hang our hat on, you know. Well, I think if I think if you keep if you keep with that attitude, I think things will work out well for sure. And that's another interesting thing you meant. We're not going to go much further on this, but my good friend Mark Hanna, he has been hounded by, obviously not the real people who think that his horse book should be put into a movie. Of course, they don't want to do a thing, and they want him to spend about forty thousand dollars before they. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I I had to slow Mark down because he was ready to sell his truck and everything to 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 do this. But he his book would lend itself to a Hallmark movie. So I'm kind of going in the back door. I'm not worrying about because Jim is a one hell of a screenwriter. And but again, Mark got you know he got tapped on the shoulder by the wrong people. So anyway, I would think we're the same ones that uh, approached me last year. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. So what's what's Karen and Lou? What have you got coming up that's exciting this next week or so? Well, right now uh, I finished last year. I finished my book on my naval aviation community of Takamo, mm -hmm. and uh, I finally got the DOD security approval. Good. Took a ridiculous amount of time. Yes. Uh, and I have a vice admiral who is writing the foreword, even as we speak. Vice Admiral Tyson is our most senior alumna and the first woman to command Third Fleet. Uh, she's writing the foreword for me. Oh, fabulous! Uh, I've put together a package, a very carefully prepared package for the U.S. Naval Institute Press. Uh -huh. So this is my first foray into uh, uh, legitimately published or traditionally published uh, book. Right. Well, it sounds like you're going in the right direction. And, of course, I want to hear about Karen's new uh, – uh, she's had some stuff happening. She's still there with us? Uh, she may not be online. Uh, she's okay. actively involved. In fact, uh, she was upstairs uh, working on her book, and she may have just uh, pulled the plug. She is actively involved in this World War II story that she is writing right. about an American doctor with the uh, 51st Highland Division. Right. Uh, who is, She's doing uh, a lot of research on that, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Among other things, we know uh, uh, all of the commanders of the unit of the 51st down to the battalion level uh, in 1942. Wow. 
and uh, he he will be making an impression on his Scots because he's going to have to get fit, fitted out with a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, they were big on that Scottish identity thing. Yes, yes. Uh, he's going to be invited to participate in uh, Scottish dancing, and he's going to introduce them to the Appalachian uh, uh, mountain clogging. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, but he, well, we want to we want to stay we want to stay up to date on that, and I'm sure you're going to share some of this on social media and on your website. So. Yeah, I need to set her up a. Uh, uh, a new Facebook page just devoted to this book, but it's the 51st okay. uh, Highland Division. Uh, the Germans called them the ladies from hell because of the kilt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. All right. Looking forward to that. Diane, what's happening with you, young lady, besides being, uh, uh, we're so happy that you've just celebrated another natal day. Hmm. Well, I think I shared with you about the lady that uh, said she would endorse the book for me. Yes. A couple of two or three weeks ago, and mm -hmm. she sent me a wonderful endorsement, told me how oh. the book is. Great. She asked me to let her know when it's published because she wants to purchase a copy and promote it on Facebook on her page. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Congratulations. Well, you want to keep mm -hmm. that relationship going. Of a women's, a women's ministry. So, uh, oh, plus wow. her, son, her son is a pastor of a large church, and uh, her daughter is, is, a, is, a, is involved in some other stuff like that, too. So she's got a big public image. She's, been, she's yeah. known all over the world, I think, basically, well, in certain circles. That's and the kind of influence that can't hurt. That's right. And it's all everything's almost ready. I've actually taken it from I've got the the book. I want to read it through one more time to make sure I haven't missed any errors. Mm -hmm. I have done a study guide to go with the book. Oh wow. And I have mentioned at one part in the book um that people need to if, if they, you know, think of going and getting a journal in order to record some stuff in that I've suggested. I have done a journal for that, plus I have done another journal that goes along with the study guide so that if they, there, there are places in the study guide to write things, but not enough to write some of the stuff. So I've also, I'm also going to, I've also created a, a journal. They all have the same cover, basically, except for what they are. It's got a different, mm -hmm. you know, journal. Right. Oh, wow. But they all match size and, uh, yeah. Well, there's great excitement coming, and happy birthday again, young lady. <laughs> Nancy, what are you going to do this week that's exciting? Well, let's see now. I don't really know, okay. but uh, uh, my excitement so far was replacing a light in the ceiling in the garage. That was exciting. Electricity well, yeah, because you were at the lumber yard and you met those two ladies, and now you're going to sell another well, book. So. <laughs> Uh, God really, works in uh, strange ways. Right. And uh, uh, I'm a little bit more open if someone says, uh, well, what do you do? I say, well, I'm an author. I write books. And that's an opening in a small town. They, huh? We've known yeah. you forever. You're, you don't do that. You know? <laughs> um, anyhow, there's a lot of things they don't know that I do, too. Uh, but uh, I'm waiting, actually, um, uh, Anthony got in touch with me Thursday, uh, sent mm -hmm. an email, and I didn't even email him before that. So right. I, he said he was working on the cover of the 
third book and um, he's excited about the cedar test. I, I sent him some links and thinking this is not his thing. You know, I said, this is probably not your thing. He says, I think it's fantastic. This is exciting. And so, well, you, you are getting some fabulous responses around. I see on social media, the fact that you're telling the story through the heart of the cedar chest itself, which, right. uh, and, you know, just fan, I'm and looking forward to those. I think um, um, if someone asked me the other day, was I going to name the cedar chest? And I told them no. And they said, why not? You need to give it a name. I said, because this cedar chest is doesn't really have a masculine or feminine because eventually you're going to find out that the cedar chest is going to be jealous of Frank and then he's going to love Frank like he loves me. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Don't tell everybody. Don't don't tell everybody. Uh, <laughs> but you know, these are real stories. Yeah. That uh, I'm just letting the cedar chest tell the story from its point of view as something that absorbed energy and emotions in our home. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that happens. And I, I I've never thought about being a voice. I tried conversation in it. That's not going to work. Uh, yeah. I had to delete it half of it. Uh, it's best to just let the cedar chest tell the story from right. from its point of view. So uh, I'm enjoying that. It's different for me, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm also working on the uh, fourth book and actually making progress. Um, I, I, for the first time, I, I this time this particular. Uh, chapter was typed ex nearly verbatim from my uh, original manuscript. I haven't used that that way before, uh, hmm. but there was so much in the, um, I'm not sure I didn't do a better job telling it there sometimes. Uh, I think you think too much sometimes uh, after you've been writing for a while and, and you uh, uh, second guess, but Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to, uh, I don't want to miss any of the Hubbard stories. There's too many. And, and you're going to find that with Frank, his life lessons that he taught kids or, or me or his son or anyone around him is going to come through a lot through, through this uh, particular book and in Hubbard and in other places. So uh, Good. anyway, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's um, coming along. We're getting All right. It. Well, I'm going to thank you very much, Nancy, and thanks, everybody. I'm going to close off with a blatant advertisement. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I believe, that we have a new book in progress. It was written a long time ago under a different name. It's just being, we obviously brought the character a little more into, uh, well, he's an Afghan vet, but the basic story is an interesting occurrence uh, many decades ago in the wonderful island of Hawaii. Uh, the name of the story is Yakuza, Y-A-K-U-Z-A. There are four chapters on jamesstrauss.com. There will be a chapter put up every week after we putting, we're putting a chapter up in the newspaper every week for the people in Wisconsin to read. So it'll be serialized. And when it's completed, of course, it'll go to press. And I think the audio may be done by then also. So, again, I'd like everybody to stop by, leave a comment. It's a wonderfully, wonderful evolving story. The fourth chapter today 
I think you, if you read the first three chapters and grab onto this one, you're going to see the direction this is going. It may be a little damning. The story probably won't make people fans of the DEA, uh, but uh, there's an awful lot of history in this, and uh, it, there's also a lot of World War II history that ties into this. I'm sure that Lou is uh, well-versed on Yamashita's fortune or Yamashita's treasure, which is a real thing. Anyway, uh, go to Jim's uh, site, jamesstrauss.com, two S's in the middle, two S's at the end, and up in the uh, navigation bar you'll see Yakuza, Y-A-K-U-Z-A. Read a few chapters, leave us a comment, let us know how you feel, and there'll probably be a chapter every week. Thank you all very much. This is Chuck saying goodbye from the Sacramento River, and I'm going to make it a point to be here again next week, same time and same station. Thank you, everybody, Diane. Uh, Thank you, uh, Lou and Karen, Jay, Jerry, and Nancy. Thank you all. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.